You are listening to CFRO Community Radio Station. The upcoming show, Conscious Living Radio, is a program that explores frontiers of consciousness, spirituality, personal growth, emerging paradigms in psychology, health, science, and innovative philosophies that reflect commitment to the advancement of individual, social, and global transformation. everybody, I'm Tasha Sins. And I'm Mark Curran. And this is Conscious Living Radio, recorded live on Facebook. And then, of course, it's going to be Wednesdays, 6 to 7, as usual, at Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM in Vancouver. So we are talking about the I Ching, the Book of Changes. Um, You've probably heard about it, a manual that's designed to help you with the challenges of everyday life. Our guests are authors of a book, The I Ching Oracle, A Guide Through the Human Maze. Timothy and Joanna Dowdle, they currently live in the Netherlands. They've been studying and practicing the art of divination, consulting the I Ching, and using it as a tool for decision-making since the 80s. Their book includes personal experiences, supports beginners in learning how to receive clear answers to their questions, and interpret the I Ching's wisdom. It also offers more experienced practitioners, a fresh approach in interpreting their own messages. So welcome to the show, you two. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh us. So as I said, I think most people have heard of the Book of Changes, the I Ching. They know it is an oracle where you ask a question, you throw three coins, and it creates a hexagram, which is different lines, broken lines, straight lines. Um, But I want to dig into its origins a little. I don't know that everyone understands where it came from and what the history of the I Ching is and what's at the heart of its philosophy. So maybe we could start there. Well, that's great. Well, of course, the origins were in ancient China. It goes back uh, more than a thousand years BC. Um, The actually historical accounts credit uh, King Wen and the Duke of Chu with actually compiling the hexagrams into the entire sequence of 64, and also writing the text that accompanies the hexagrams, which which consists of the judgments of the hexagrams and line statements, which are descriptions of the different lines of the hexagrams. So that is is really when, when, when it first became an actual book, and where did they come up with these interpretations? What was, do you know, is there anything about the process that you can illuminate for us? No way. Um, the only thing we can say is that, that they had an amazing grasp of really what we call archetypal situations. So what do you mean by, by that, an archetypal an ar- situation? An archetypal situation is a situation that we, we all share, we all experience. It's It's... It can be anything, it can be conflict, it can be exhaustion, it can be joy. All the different real-life situations are, are, are archetypal because right. we all share them 
and they are all repeated through the generations. So, so at, go ahead. Sorry. So, so King Wen and the Duke of Chu had an incredible insight into the character of each of these archetypal situations and, and, and wrote the, 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 the text that accompanies each hexagram, each situation. And so as we were talking about before we started our live interview, um, when you talk about archetypes, that's it's collective, right? It is for all of us. But we were discussing how when you do the I Ching, it is very, very personal and yes. not applicable to a global kind of situation. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. But if the archetypes are universal, would what's going on, the current climate of the world, not be able to be um couldn't you th- why couldn't you throw a hexagram uh to give wisdom or guidance about the current situation well because the 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 teaching is 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 an oracle that describes the situation of an individual it doesn't describe a collective situation at uh, at the uh, a maximum it can do is if the individual has a question, then of course the global situation can play into that. But although the archetype is um, something that is valid for everyone, um, it, it, there, you can say they're standardized but which hexagram you get, uh, that depends on uh, your personal situation. Right, right. But, so the, uh, the influence of the global situation, that is person for person different. Right. And that is what, uh, yeah, do you reflect in the answer. Do you think each person's own perception and own consciousness then are influencing what you read and how you apply it? Um, not necessarily. Of course, um, the, the art of interpreting divinations is that you have to um, try and be objective about yourself. And that is how the oracle kind of trains you into self-awareness. Uh-huh. It encourages you. You read the hexagram and you say, oh, that is what the I Ching says about me. It holds up some kind of mirror. But the, the challenge is then to, uh, you have to basically step in a helicopter and fly above yourself. And as you as you get more and more experience with divinations, you start to get better at it. And do you not think, though, then the application? That's that's what I meant by my my original question. That the application, like people think of an oracle as something mystical and kind of ethereal, but to me, you could read any words, and if you don't actually apply it to your life, I'm not sure what sort of uh, impact it's going to have. Well, the, the point is, if you consult the I Ching Oracle, then, then you will be given inf- information 
about the situation you're experiencing. But you will also be given information about what that situation will develop into. So you will then have a window on the future to see what is developing in, in further into time. That's how it works. And you see all this guidance as um, relevant. Like, what would you say to someone today who didn't have any knowledge of the I Ching? Why is it still relevant today as much as it was back when it was first created? Well, because nothing has changed since then. <laughs> Human experience is still exactly the same. It's archetypes. And as, as, as Jung also says, they are of all times. But where the difference is, is that in the original book of changes, I Ching or book of changes, uh, the, uh, it's explained in terms of the Chinese culture. What we have tried to do is ex, uh, uh, interpret and explain the experience in Western terms. And we, we think we have been able to do that because we have uh, consulted the Oracle uh, very often and for a long, over a long period of time. And therefore, um, we have been able to yeah, uh, do it a lot of experience uh, with, with the Oracle. And, and then you start... You, you, in fact, you build up a personal relationship that is some kind of, um, if the oracle gives you a certain hexagram, you start to understand what it means for you. Do you think but, it's a, a guide but, to an ethical life? It's, it's very much a guide for the individual to develop, uh, to develop, uh, their talents, their expertise, to find their way through life, to find a pathway through life, and hopefully find fulfillment. And how do you see the relationship? Maybe you could touch on the methodology when you're consulting the I Ching and how, um, how that relates. How do you see an oracle working? Um, well, you, you have to use a random method. Because the rational mind cannot um, cannot see uh, in, in, into the future. So the, the, if you use a, a random method, then you, you bypass the intellect. And the, the oracle facilitates that. So um, let's say the subconscious is a repository of knowledge, particularly knowledge of the future. So the oracle enables you to open the door into the subconscious and receive knowledge of the future. The oracle facilitates this knowledge of the future and presents it to you chronologically. That's the, the basic principle. And how, so you're saying there's, are you saying that there's no past or future in that moment when you're working with the unconscious? Well, that's a good one for you. There's, I mean, when, because she, she is the one who actually consults, I don't. So how do you feel when you're consulting the Oracle? 
I mean, that's called. Is that is is that the idea? Um, I always have a feeling that I have some kind of contact um, via the subconscious, maybe with a with a with a guide, because I always had uh, when I consult the oracle when I actually maneuver the uh, the sticks or uh, or, or uh, throw the coins, then I have a feeling that I connect with something. That I actually connect some kind of an, uh, like uh, you connect and then you can download something. And that downloads via your subconscious. And um, what you see in the here and now is as you manipulate your sticks or throw your coins, you see this hexagram appearing. And uh, that hexagram you can then, with the help of the text, interpret. The text is, of course, in general terms. And the translation that you have to make, and that is experience and a bit of self-knowledge, is how does this apply, apply to my uh, situation? And then the oracle say, explains in general terms your situation and then gives advice of how to conduct yourself, uh, what your attitude should be and what it will be developing into. Mm -hmm. So you've been consulting for over 30 years, quite a long time. And I understand you kept a record of all your questions. That's yes? correct. So is there a pattern that emerged or can maybe give us, let's start with some examples of the types of questions that you've asked and the guidance that was helpful. Uh, that is, um, uh, the questions are often very uh, practical. An example is, for instance, uh, uh, looking for a house. What you can do with the I Ching is uh, you, uh, you, you look on a website uh, of an estate agent uh, for, uh, for houses and think, ah, this is a house that uh, I would like. And then before you... Uh, sometimes you can then contact the state agent and you ask for information without committing yourself. Then you get the information. You make sure that you know as much as possible of the reality, uh, what you can glean, let's say, in the way of data. And then you consult the oracle and the oracle will uh, then tell you if it is actually a good idea. What the oracle does is it looks behind the data. It, uh, it helps. It, I always say the oracle helps you to look around the corner. Mm -hmm. So if there is a, a hidden snag or so, um, we had experience with finding the house where we uh, live at the moment. We, um, yeah, we checked out a number of houses but what the oracle did, in my idea, is uh, we didn't have to drive to any address that wasn't worth it. Because uh, after you had collected all the data uh, via internet and via the estate agent, 
you asked the oracle and we had um, the first case and it coached us. So it was like a coach, it coached us through the process. The first house that we asked about, the I Ching actually said, um, use your common sense, use your judgment, collect the data. You will most likely arrive at a negative judgment. But you have to check it out because you learn that way about houses. And okay, that turned out that house was no good. There was something wrong with the foundations. The next house that we asked about, uh, we did. We went through the process. Asked the oracle, said, "Good that you asked me. You step back in time." So we didn't. Uh, we didn't commit ourselves to anything. We didn't even drive there. It was also a house where something was wrong with the foundation. And then there was another house. And at a certain point, the I Ching clearly started pointing out to us, um, you can uh, wish for all sorts of things, but you have to really become realistic. You have to adjust what you want in the way of, house, of houses. So that, then we got the, the encouragement to uh, adjust what we wanted, and then and in, in, in the end, uh, the, this house, it said, now let yourself be guided by events, go through into the process, and you, uh, you will find out what, uh, if it, yeah, you see how, you will see how it flows, and that flew, uh, it flowed really in high, at a high tempo uh, into yeah, contract buying, moving. Yeah, so I, I, I can just, just say about that. It was hexagram 17 we received. And yeah, that was the last, the last one. And that, and, that, and that was guided by events. And the inner hexagram of hexagram 17 is nourishment. So what we had was, the, in the end, we got what we wanted because the nourishment, that was the inner hexagram, with inside the hexagram guided by events. So that, that's really basically how that worked. So it, you have um, let it, as you say, coach your life. Has it ever been wrong or led you astray? No, it's, it's, it's infallible. The Ching doesn't lead you astray. Uh, we've led ourselves astray very often. And then we, especially in the beginning, because we had to... In the beginning, we worked with the original text translated into English, and we had to learn to understand that text because that is a kind of code you can hear that practically say. So in the beginning, um, we we didn't understand much of it, and then so you get an an, an oracle that you don't understand, and then you think. Oh, let's do it anyway. And then you do it, and then it can turn out wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and as we got better at interpreting the oracle, we could save ourselves a lot of time. Because when the oracle advises not to do it, indeed. And sometimes you find out afterwards, glad that we didn't do it. So it is... Uh, 
Uh, yeah, you lead yourself astray. But, the, but, the, but an oracle, yeah, that, uh, yeah, you can say it, that an oracle that, that, that is something that knows the future or the. And do you, do you see that as separate from you? Um, from your high, whatever words we want to use, I don't want to get into semantics, but you know, when we talk about things that are outside of ourselves or not ourselves that are, that know what is right. Are, are, are you saying? I think it, partly yes, outside ourselves. Well, it, it's, it's, a, it's also kind of a combination because as I said earlier, the, your subconscious has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. The Oracle helps you to touch the knowledge. Right, so that um, would mean it's inside you, not outside you. It's it's both, because although within the subconscious there is knowledge of the future, you have to access that. The oracle helps you to access that knowledge, but the oracle itself, the guide, is 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 not you. It is a separate entity, because the guide not helps to facilitate the knowledge, but the guide also gives advice. That's right. So the the guide is, if you like, an entity, a guardian angel, a guide, a spirit guide, Uh whatever you want to call it. And so your book, um, A Guide Through the Human Maze, what makes your book different? What's, why would you encourage people to get your book and uh, as opposed to just working directly with the I Ching? Well, because uh, if you, the, the, the Chinese classic, the I Ching or Book of Changes, is, uh, of course, a fabulous book, but it is very cryptic. It is very difficult to understand. What we've done is we, we've, un, we've, we've studied that book empirically through our own experience and at a certain point we we understood the experiences that the hexagrams represented but if you if you leaf through the the ching the book of changes then you will find the language is very cryptic i mean for example uh say the fifth line in hexagram 44 um Hexagram 44 is encounters. The fifth line um, goes, uh, yeah, a, a, a melon falling from heaven covered with willow leaves. So, yeah, that is not easy to comprehend. It's, it's so what poetic, we've done, but yeah. Yeah, what we've done is we've, we've translated it into... Uh, uh, mundane experience if you like can you just walk us through creating a hexagram let's say you've asked it well how about this did you ask a question about doing today's interview no oh no. you didn't say is it a good idea to do conscious living radio interview <laughs> well uh not not specifically we we are following the divination at the moment but we didn't ask specifically about about that no not too bad. I'm trying to get something specific that we can actually dig into well, with the lines. Sorry. Uh, before we go further, I'm just I'm curious how much of the, you know, the information that comes through the hexagram 
is, you know, when we talk about, you know, just the definition you said about the, the melon falling from heaven, how much of this is open to in, our own interpretation versus being like a, a direct um, message from the oracle? Because, you know, you can get one message and Tasha and I can hear the same thing and maybe interpret it completely different where interpretation can be a, a big part in that. So is there a difference there? And how does that affect the message we get from our, our hexagram? Well, there, there shouldn't be any problem with misinterpretation. Um, these, these hexagrams and lines are specific in terms of the actual experience they represent. So if you draw, uh, say, hexagram, 2023, uh, then, then that, that the experience described in hexagram 23 is specific. And anyone who receives that hexagram is, is going to have a, a, a similar an experience as anybody else who is receiving that hexagram. There, there is no uh, uh, problem with interpretation, it, it's factual. What do you think about the gene keys? Have you heard about that whole following who have used the I Ching and created the gene keys? No, I haven't heard about that. No, they're, they're saying it, that basically the, that these, this information, these hexagrams are encoded into the structure of the human DNA. Like they've taken it to this, that the soul is literally um, being influenced by these hexagrams. No. They, I haven't heard that one, no. Um, I, I vaguely remember that you had so, somebody on your show who was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a show that I should look up. Yeah, it, it, it's, I found it fascinating. And again, um, back to Mark's comment about interpretation, you know, I, I also think that so much is it literally, we could be seeing exactly the same thing. The words could be exactly the same and we would take it to mean something else. And so as much as to you, the hexagram is clear. I really think if you took 10 people and gave them that hexagram, they're all going to interpret it in personally differently. Don't you I, agree? No, I, I don't no. agree with that. I, I, I think that uh, it, it's, it's black and white. I mean, if, if, if you, I talked about hexagram 23. Mm. Hexagram 23 is a, is a situation you're trapped in. Yeah, it's and it a collapses. Situ- in the end, it, it collapses. It's a situation that will collapse. You're trapped in it. And the reason you're trapped in it is because the, there are people in power whom you, you cannot uh, change. You cannot influence. So <clears throat> that that is 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 hexagram twenty-three. The, the, anybody who receives that hexagram will have that experience. Mm-hmm. And can you get into maybe the the whole idea or anything you want to share around the broken lines and the unbroken lines that make up a hexagram? Um, so they represent yin and yang masculine feminine do you want to say anything about that and why that's so important to understand yeah, that is interesting um the the 
the yin and yang lines really um, mirror the passage of time. So if, if a yang line changes into a yin line, then that, that represents movement in time. So in a way, these, these hexagrams, these lines, mirror what is happening in, in the reality. That, that is, so the structure of a hexagram with the changing lines uh, um, a, 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 a yang line changes into a yin line and then then you have a different hexagram so a hexagram is transformed into a different hexagram that is at that point you can see uh, a future situation that is still yet to occur mm-hmm. And for those who don't have never seen the oracle or don't understand it, can you really do the layman's? I throw three coins or I throw three sticks. I get like like that. Take us through the actual protocol of um, consulting. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you want me to uh, to explain the the protocol of consulting? Um, you you begin this. Uh, uh, Asking a, a, a good question, formulating your question. It's very uh, important that the question is as to the point as possible to get a get an answer, to get an, yeah, to get an answer that is clear to you. And is it a yes and no kind of question? Give us an example of a good question. Um, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you have to ask uh, a question indeed. Um, you ask one thing, but you don't ask, should I do this or that? That mm-hmm. doesn't work. Then you have to ask first, should I do this? Then you get an, uh, an, an answer. Very often you don't need to ask the next question, shouldn't I do this? Because the answer that you get um, that leads you on already, and how you after you f- you have so you formulate uh, a question. It has to be relevant to your situation, and it has to be um, clear cut. Um, and yeah, really relevant to, to to something what you do, not not speculative. Mm. Like, should I buy this house? Should I hook up with this guy like that? Yeah. So it's, but you I can should... also you can also that is one part. You can also ask a question. Say, for instance, you experience at work um, trouble in the relationship with your boss. Then you can ask uh, a question like, "How should I deal with my uh, with the relationship with my boss? How should I?" Uh, uh, yeah, what should my attitude be? Because that sort of then you also get the hexagram, but that hexagram will then uh, describe something about attitude. You have hexagrams that are about action. You also have hexagrams that are more about attitude. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, um, and and then do you want to? Um, yeah, about the procedure. Um, yeah, just you can manipulate sticks. They look like this. You can see that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if I hold them up higher, uh, sticks like this. But these are mill foil sticks, but um, uh, barbecue skewers also work. Or you throw the coins like dice. Um, now, sticks that isn't that is quite coins? extensive. Can they be any coins? Because uh, you mentioned a couple of specific sticks. Um, throwing no, coins, any coins? coins, as long as they are the same, the same denomination, like um, I, I try and hold, hold something up. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Um, they are the same. That means they, just like dice, they are uniform. You have to have a uniform person. So I've got here three pound coins. That is what I uh, picked up in England, and they are very, yeah, they roll nicely like like dice. Mm-hmm. But um, and it has a head. In Canada, one door. Yeah, exactly. Heads and tails. Yeah. Heads and tails. That's it. But it's and, it's very easy to to learn to do. It's it's not difficult. So you can uh, you throw the coins, and then you see that you you get some heads, and you get a tail. And what we describe in the in the book is uh, the head has a value and the tail has a value. You give a head the value uh, two and the tail the value three, or the other way around, as long as you define that in advance. And the these numbers uh, you throw the coins, and then you have say for instance a three and a three and a two. So say for instance, two heads and a tail. Then you add these numbers up, three and three and two, and that makes eight. And eight translates in a broken line. That is all described in the book. And that do, you do that six times, and then you have six lines. That's a hexagram. And uh, it is then also within the hexagram, it's possible that you get, for instance, say um, we had defined heads as three. Then you get three heads, then you get then you get nine. Nine is a is a young line, so a solid line that, that changes into a broken line. And if you have three twos, three tails, for instance. Then you get six, and that is a broken line that moves into a solid line. And these line changes, they represent changes in your situation. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, uh, you get the next hexagram, and the next hexagram, you draw the lines that are constant the same, and the changing lines, yeah, changes into its opposite. That is then the situation it will develop into. Right. So where can people get your book? Where is it available? It is um, um, available at Amazon, but also Barnes & Noble. Um, But um, I we always say, uh, look, on the website of the, the publisher, uh, that is johnhuntpublishing.com. And, uh, and then uh, you, uh, you can find our, our book there. Uh, if, if you uh, 
uh, search search facility uh, you, you 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 do eching then you get our book um and for those watching uh, this video at any time, the all the information is down below in the comments or to the side, wherever it is, on whatever platform you're watching. There are links there uh, for the book and for all the information as well there. Uh, and you have that information Absolutely. already uh, from Gavin. Yeah. Gavin sent. Now, if that is that is indeed the information, what I say as well, you can also. If there is a specialized bookshop in Vancouver, it's a big city, um, uh, you can also uh, order it in the bookshop and they can uh, get it via the wholesaler via NBN, or they might even want to stock it if they are interested in stocking Oracle books. And there is even a website of independent bookstores that is uh, indiebook.com and um, there you have the facility that you can order the book, which you can pick it up in a nearby bookstore that is a, that is a member of IndieBook.com. And the charm is then that that leads you to your local independent bookstore. And uh, yeah, they hope, of course, mm -hmm. that you buy, uh, buy another book there as well. And the independent bookstore, they get the bookstore margin. So it is interesting for them uh, that you order it and then you can pick it up there. The and old, just like the you. old days. <laughs> and that, is, and uh, that saves, uh, the interesting thing is it saves shipping costs. Mm -hmm. So it's any nice to support small business it and is. independent business in today's world. Um, you had a question, Tasha, because I did have one too. Also. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, there's so much from, you know, we're talking I Ching today, then you've got astrology, we've mentioned gene keys that Tasha and I did some work with, there's human design, there's all sorts of different, you know, oracles and different ways of, you know, getting guidance from the universe, let's say, yeah. who is I Ching for, who isn't it for? It's, it's for, for anybody, everybody. It's a, it, it, it's a guide to help you find your way through life. It, 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 it advises you. It gives you incredibly important information about the situations you're in and also about the situations you're going to go into. So for us, it's, it's a kind of indispensable guide and everybody could benefit from it. I think it's also a personal thing. Um... You have people that have it isn't yeah it, it, but the funny thing with oracles is it's a bit of a personal relationship uh, you have people who are good at tarot um, tarot has <clears throat> is more um, vague you can say multiple interpretations of cards in relation to the positions in a certain spread that is some people would say that is too complex. Uh, we find the I Ching is more straightforward. It is a system that leads to a certain result. And um, yeah, in that sense, um, Tasha was talking about uh, yeah, what makes your book better than the original I Ching or Book of yeah. Changes. Yeah. That is that it 
uh, explains the, the code in terms of uh, yeah, Western, in Western terms of, mm -hmm. of experience, uh, generalized, not just our own, but uh, generalized. But um, we found it very interesting to use yeah, you can, a book, our book, an interpretation book, but also the translation. Because if you um, every time contact the original text, then you build up a feeling for it. But I say always, if the, the, the I Ching, as we see it, uh, and our book is, is then a very, we say, very clear user manual for it, anybody can start and say, yeah, I, uh, I don't have special intuition or so. Never mind, start with it. That intuition comes by using the oracle and by contacting what, whatever is behind it. And if you do that regularly, it's like, like a, a, a muscle that you uh, exercise, then you <clears throat> gradually develop And what, is very, what I find very important, but that also goes for Tarot, is these oracles um, uh, help you to develop more awareness, to be more aware of yourself and what's happening in your surroundings and why and in your interactions with others. So you become more aware of yourself and the world around you and the people you have to deal with or relate to. Mm -hmm. That is it. It, it raises uh, your, your level of awareness. And with which oracle is the best? I think it's a personal thing. But yeah. certainly what, what I would say is that the important thing about this oracle, the Yiching oracle, is that it, 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 it should be consulted by the individual independently. It's not, it's not something that, you know, you need to get a reading on or you need to consult uh, an expert. All you need to do is, is get hold of the oracle, learn how to throw the coins, and completely independently, you can consult the oracle yourself. Right. So actually some, someone listening right now could um, get three coins of the same denomination, throw it six times, write down what they receive with the heads and the tails, look it up, right, in yes. a book, and go, there's my hexagram, right? That's you can right. ask an important question right now with no previous knowledge and get some guidance on that yeah. answer. Try, try yeah. it out, because mm -hmm. our book is a user manual. The procedure is step-by-step uh, -step described. It's just like a cookbook. If you've never made, the, made this particular recipe, right. um, you, you uh, have to the book open on the on the worktop and you start preparing your ingredients and you put them together and uh, yeah, then plop, uh, mm -hmm. there is your hexagram. Well, and I love what you say that the more you use something, the more you open to trusting that that part of yourself, the more information and the clearer the information is. I love that because that you're right. The rational mind is not going to follow this trip that's not the part that's going to receive the information right that's right yeah. so you have to bypass it and that is why all these oracles use some random method or another is mm -hmm. the I Ching, these coins and the sticks 
are the traditional uh, methods that are also described in the original book of changes, like that, uh, uh, like it is translated by Richard Wilhelm and by uh, Carrie Baines. Mm -hmm. But well, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you very much. And again, the name of the book, The I Ching Oracle, A Guide Through the Human Maze. Thank you. And um, it's good night, I guess. You guys are 10 p.m. in the Netherlands. So you're yes, ready to go to bed. Yeah, time for bed. There you go. Well, thank you for, for staying up uh, late in your, your area so that you could join us uh, mid-afternoon here in beautiful British Columbia. We, we appreciate your, your flexibility. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for thank making you. it all possible. And the technology is absolutely amazing. You travel, you travel to Vancouver without having to sit in a, in a what we always call a flying tin can and yeah. then for, for 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. So this is fantastic. And I can see your life like this. Amazing. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, it's so great. Thank you both for uh, for your time and for your uh, yeah. Uh, what shall I say? Um, some tough uh, perpetrating uh, questions. <laughs> yeah, cash, but that is good. Is good. Yeah, yeah, is that is good. A, a light grilling. That's good. A light drilling. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm just yeah, curious. Good. Good I, put, I put myself in the shoes of people who don't know anything and hope yeah. that I'm going to get enough that they actually understand it and get excited by it because I, I personally that's love it. oracles and love the that's use of, of opening to something that's, that gives guidance. So thank you very much for joining us today. Okay. And again, the show will be on Wednesday, 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, on 100.5 FM in Vancouver. I'm Tasha Sims. And by Mark Curran. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Between the love that we lead and the one that we pray for, I give us balance on the past that there's no need to ask for more. Between the love that we seek and the love that's already there Now let it soften my soul and focus my stare I said this life got me by the heart, said it's in our vice Not too proud to go and seek advice When I know that I really ain't knowing nothing at all I said perhaps I do Made a transition and I finally got a clue But I ain't got a clue on what to do When I'm sitting and waiting and forming a plan Would have taken my life in my hands Said that I am worthy No matter what they say, I have purpose When I'm following my dharma and I serve this Well, this is what I'm aiming for Everything I need And all that I am grateful for And this is where we find out how to live Make me the trees and I swear that I'll give Everything I can to keep air in your lungs Truth on your tongue, the work is never done hey. The work is never done 
Listening to Conscious Living Radio. For free show downloads, additional information about our guests and topics, or details about upcoming programs, check us out at consciouslivingradio.org.